Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Read With Us podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting down with you and talking all things Pachinko by author Min Jin Lee. First, a little background for you. My name is Stephanie Driscoll, and I am the Creative Services Librarian for the Schomburg Township District Library. And a fun fact about us, we are the second largest library in the entire state of Illinois, only behind Chicago's Public Library. So what exactly are we doing here? This winter, our library is putting on a one book, one community program. We are trying to get our entire community to come together to read the same book, hopefully sparking some conversations about identity, sacrifice, and loyalty. And of course, we want the entire family to participate, not just adults. So we have books for every age group. So now, on to Pachinko. While we would absolutely love everyone in the community to run out to our library to check out this book today, we also recognize that this book is no joke. It clocks in at 479 pages. But we still want everyone to get the chance to see the amazing author visit from Min Jin Lee herself happening on February 20th, 2020 at the Al Larson Prairie Center for the Arts in Schaumburg. The content itself in the novel is beautiful and moving, and I know you might not believe me, but actually kind of a quick read, because the chapters themselves feel very short and very accessible. So with the help of some of our other librarians, we're going to be breaking down Pachinko into six bite-sized parts for you. We want to encourage everyone to participate in our program, even if you don't have the time to sit down and actually read the book. So with this very first podcast, we're going to be jumping into book one and the first eight chapters. With me, Amber Krieger, Director of Youth Services for the Schomburg Library. Hello, Amber. Hi, Stephanie. So, Amber, before we begin with the breakdown, can you just tell our audience a little bit about why we chose the book Pachinko in the first place? So, when the committee came together to pick a book for the community to discuss, Pachinko won out due to its multi-generational family storyline that represented a portion of our diverse community. We thought it would generate great conversations and bring us closer together. That's awesome. So, all right, let's sort of dive in. Who are the characters that we meet in the very beginning and what's going on with them? The book opens and we're in Korea. The year is 1910. First, we meet Huni the only surviving son of an aging fisherman and his wife. Huni was born with a cleft palate and a twisted foot, so his parents are worried about who will look after him when they're gone. When Huni turns 28, a matchmaker visits the family and sets him up with Yang Jin, the youngest daughter of an impoverished fisherman. Oh, so Huni and Yang Jin get married. Does it actually turn out to be a good match? Do they have any children? Oh, yeah, it is a good match. Overall, they were a very good fit together. But the hardest thing that they struggle with was to have, you know, children. And they actually lost several of the children in the first few months that they were born. Finally, they have a daughter, Sunya. Huni completely adores her. Okay, so we meet Huni, Yang Jin, and Sunja right away. Are these the main characters throughout the novel? Well, not quite. We end up following Sunja's journey through the novel. Sadly, when she turns 13, Huni dies of tuberculosis. Oh, wow. So here, Yang Jin is a single mother now to Sunja, and now she has to run the boarding house all on her own. Her husband dies, and the next morning, she just knows that she has to get back at it because there's work to be done. 
And I think her daughter, Sunja, obviously saw this sort of work ethic even from a very young age. So a few years pass, and in the midst of this depression that they're all suffering through, they sort of get an unexpected visitor who ends up playing a very big role in their lives. Who exactly is this mystery visitor to the boarding house? Well, it's Isaac, and he's a visiting pastor. He shows up at the door in the middle of the night asking to stay there. And, well, he ends up getting really, really ill, also from tuberculosis. And Yang Jin and Sunya have to nurse him back to health. So Isaac ends up being a very big character in the novel, but we don't exactly know that yet. As we find out during Isaac's sickness, something else has been going on this entire time, right? That's exactly. That is part of the story. The author takes us back in time, six months. Sunya has been secretly meeting with a man that saved her from some Japanese boys who were grabbing at her when she was walking home from the market. So the man's name is Kohansu. And after this initial incident, he and Sunya start meeting up weekly. And, well, Sunya becomes pregnant. Oh, wow. So before this, the only males that Chunjo really has in her life are the boarders that stay at their house. So other than that, she's really not interacting a lot with the opposite sex. And then all of a sudden, an incredibly wealthy and handsome man sort of saves her and then begins wooing her in the secret relationship. Right. So it's no surprise that she falls head over heels for him and she can't wait to tell him that she's pregnant. But when she does, he reveals that he has an entirely another family. He has a wife and three daughters that live in Japan. Sonya is heartbroken, but Hansu doesn't get it. He instead offers her to become his secret wife in Korea. Oh, lovely. So I can't imagine what Sunja was going through at that moment. Here she is, so excited to tell Hansu about her pregnancy and the child that they're going to have together, and then he drops this bombshell on her. We find out that Sunja makes the decision right there that she will not be his mistress, she will not be his secret second family in Korea, no matter the amount of money that he's willing to give her. So what happens next? After this scene, the author brings us back to current time, when Isaac the boarder is feeling better, and he begins to talk to Yang Jin and Suja about more. And he quickly realizes that Sunya is actually pregnant, and she's kind of abandoned, so he decides that he wants to marry her. Oh. So as we end with the first part of book one, we're kind of left off thinking about Isaac's selflessness and about he's not even thinking about proposing to Sunja as a great sacrifice, but as something that he wants to do, both for himself and for her. So now we just need to wait for our next podcast to see if Sunja will accept this proposal or not, if she could ever actually love Isaac, or if she's still going to pine away for Kohansu. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.